Welcome to Smut Lovers, the podcast. The one place designed to talk about all things smut. For years, the word has carried negativity, but it's time to take back and own it. In each episode, you will spend time with spicy romance author Nikki Rome as she interviews readers, authors, and kinksters about all things romance. Do you have a book you love, but you've been too afraid to talk about it? Leave all that worry at the door and join us as we dig into what we love and what we hate about smutty books. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Smut Lovers, the podcast. I am Nikki Rome and I am here today in our fifth episode of All Things Smutty with Sierra Christensen, who is here with me today. Uh, she is a fellow smutty, spicy romance author <laughs> who does a lot of work in the serialized serialized content world um, as a Kindle Vela author. So I'm kind of excited to hear a little bit more about that and learn more about Sierra. So thanks for being here, Sierra. We'll get everything kicked off. Let me read your bio real quick so people know a little bit about you and then we'll jump into all the good stuff. Um, So Sierra's been writing since before she can remember. Uh, Since the seventh grade, it's always been her dream to be a published and successful author. So down that long road she went. She currently has four novels independently published, as well as two poetry compilations under her pen name of Charlie Lambert. Uh, Sierra enjoys reading, though she doesn't find nearly enough time to do so, watching movies and television, cuddling with her three adorable dogs, and spending time with her boyfriend. She writes within a vast array of genres, including fantasy, romance, and contemporary. And she tries not to limit herself and loves a good challenge. I love that. (laughs) Thanks. Three pups. I know. (laughs) So not romance related, but tell me about the puppies because, you know, I do live on a farm. No, Um, I have, uh, I call him the old man because he's like going to be 11, but he's a chihuahua. So I've had him for like almost 10 years now. I got him when he was like two. Uh, And then we have two mini Aussies. So um, they're a handful. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So if we hear dogs barking in the background, it could be mine or hers. You know, it's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, everybody always apologizes. And I'm like, yep, you might also hear a rooster in the background over here. So <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I'm so happy you were able to join us today. So I read your bio, but tell me a little bit like more about you. So, I mean, obviously you are writing in the romance world. I'm assuming you are mm-hmm. reading in the romance world as well. Yes. So <clears throat> you've always had the passion to write, but where did the reading romance kind of come from did you start in a different genre and kind of made your way to contemporary like the smutty stuff was it always a thing how'd you get so it's funny um so I obviously always loved to read um you know like back in like middle school high school it used to it did start off with like you know the normal like Harry Potter Aragon all that like fantasy stuff and then um my mom and my stepdad have like this entire like bookcase of books (laughs) And I've I've talked to her recently about it because I did go to a book signing in Milwaukee for a romance convention. So it was like Mm -hmm. all smutty authors pretty much. And um, I was just laughing and called my mom and I was like, you know, I blame you because (laughs) the bookshelf was down right next to my bedroom where they didn't know when I would grab a book. (laughs) So they had no idea. And 90% of my mom's collection was like that old Western, um, like the historical kind of historical romance but it was like the native american and white woman like in the tribe and like she's like living with him and stuff like that and it had like 
quite a bit of like you know spicy scenes in there so that's kind of what segued <laughs> myself into the romance it's 100% <laughs> your mom's fault so okay yeah. what age do you remember picking up your first smutty book that was not yours because clearly you were stealing them from the bookshelf <laughs> it probably was in like middle school like probably so like sixth or seventh grade and um so I always wrote the um read those and then I do remember um when it really became a thing and I really branched off um was like I don't know if you ever had those LTD communities or whatever books that you get in the mail and it would have like all these like commodities or whatever or something like that yeah Yeah. like like for like the Christmas season and stuff like that Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. in one of them it had J.R. Ward's books It had, like, the first six in the Black Dagger Brotherhood, and I was just, like, reading the synopsis. I was like, oh, this sounds very good. And I, like, went to my mom, and I was, like, I was, like, ninth grade or something like that, or tenth grade. Um, And she looked at it, she's like, I don't think that's something for you to read. And I was (laughs) like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's about vampires and stuff. Like, I just want to read the story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then she was like... Um, and then, like, I just got it as a surprise for Christmas. Um, and she's like, but I'm going to read it first just to make sure. But she never <laughs> did. And I was super excited. So I literally just started reading it. Just picked them um, up. Yeah. yeah. And I love course, how I, her, like, smutty cowboy books were okay, but J.R. Ward was not okay. Like, yeah, right. Well, most like, of the time she didn't know I was mom? reading her books. <laughs> most of the time she didn't know I was reading her books. So, I mean. That's true. Okay. I got you. I got you. I did. I will. And, like, I'm going to totally sidetrack here. I caught my nine-year-old uh reading an old Harlequin of mine last year oh, um, because I have like a wall of bookcases too. And, you mm-hmm. know, she was just learning to read and getting into all the things, but I will never forget the day while I'm standing in the kitchen making dinner. And like, so it's behind our couch as part of them. Right. So she's okay. like sitting behind the couch and I hear her reading this book <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell does she have back there? And sure enough, I find her and she's sitting there with one of those old ass harlequins with like you know the dude with the long hair it was like the italian virgin whatever oh, ride. Yeah. and she's just sitting there reading it like it was you know freaking dr seuss and i'm like <laughs> that is mommy's i am going to take this away now <laughs> i think nine is just a little too young it's just a little point. bit <laughs> oh my gosh Definitely. i love it yeah, and I'm also embarrassed to say I have never actually read a J.R. Ward book. I mean, it's oh, been really? on the list of forever to like jump mm-hmm. into it. I think my fear of it is that I'm going to love it so much that the series is just going to consume my life for like however long it takes me to get through them all. Because I've did heard amazing there for things. Quite a while. Did yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I mean, because when I first got into it, it was only those first six that were out when I got them back mm-hmm. in like tenth grade, <laughs> and and you know it's been over a decade now. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and then every time a new book would come out, it'd be, you know, like a year. So then I was like, well, I don't remember what happens. So I'd literally reread the whole Go series. <laughs> yep. So at least the first six to eight books I've read about four times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I skipped through like the, like, cause uh, she does go into like some of the chapters are by like the bad guy's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm rereading them, I just skip that and go to like, yeah. you know, the spicy scenes and like their relationship. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. After I read all six, uh, my mom finally like started reading it. She's like, "Yeah, this isn't something that you should be reading." I was like, "It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late. Like I've already consumed it. We're done." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I think that's so funny. All right, so you started with your mom's book. You know, I can't tell you. I mean, this is our fifth podcast now, and I am almost everyone has started with some family member's book <laughs> that they've stumbled upon, like an aunt, an older sister, um, a couple people with yep. moms. Um, 
actually, I did an interview with Nicole Banks, and I've talked about this choice now because it cracks me up. She had her first smutty book. Somebody had it in high school, and so the girls were all like passing it around, hiding it from the teacher. Oh, she really? was like, "It was like drugs. Like here, here, you get the book this week, and you read it, and then pass it to this one." And I love oh, it. Really? I love it. I love that you know, even as young girls, we had to kind of hide and just to enjoy some of that stuff. But I also hate that too. Like the yeah. other part of it is, is like, why is there such a stigma around reading romance? Now I get it when you're nine or eleven years old, but oh yeah, um, and th- this comes up a lot too. And so, what's your thought? Pro- what's your thoughts around that? Like with the whole thing i mean i i am just now at the point in my life where i would like proudly state i write kinky freaking romance like i am writing smut but it took me a long time to get there is that something that you were ever concerned about admitting did you ever have kind of a complex about it reading it or writing it let's say um a little bit i guess i never had a problem stating that i read it um Mm -hmm. yeah i never really had anyone like say anything about that um when I first started writing out, I did get a lot of, like, mainly older men, like, saying, um, at that point, I wasn't writing spicy at all. Um, but when I would say, I like, write romance, like, you know, like, YA or something like that, then people yeah. would be like, oh, or I'd say I'm a writer. And they're like, oh, is it that romance stuff? And I was like, first off, not all books are just that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and second, <laughs> what's wrong with it? Um, but I definitely think... Um, and I do remember my mom's best friend, like, she was into, like, the spicy books, too. And she even, like, recommended me books. And yeah. then, so she had asked me one time. It was, like, as Fifty Shades was, like, getting really big. And she was, like, are you ever going to write, like, books like that? And at that time, I was, like, 11th grade. And I was, like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I was still pretty innocent. So yeah. I was, like, I don't trust myself writing that stuff. I love to read it. But I don't think I'll yeah. ever write that. And now look at me. <laughs> so. Fast forward to today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so who's your favorite author like do you have like a ride or die like one that you would recommend every single time someone who's starting to read romance you'd be like this is where you should start kind of thing um or do you read all over I kind of read all over but I definitely would say J.R. Ward is my favorite um I don't know if I would suggest it to people that are just getting into spicy romance. It's hard, also hard to jump because into. It, yeah, and especially because it's such a long series and now she has like mm-hmm. four spin-offs in the same world. Um you know, I don't even know what like exactly what book I would like suggest people to read. But um if they're just getting into it, I probably wouldn't suggest something kinky cuz yeah. Some people need to ease their way into that. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the slowly into the kink. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with just sex on the page, and then yeah, we'll exactly. go from there, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like I read uh, J.R. Ward, and the first experience to kinkiness was one of her books. There is a character in one of the books that um, he has a lot of kinks, and like he has an entire like penthouse with like toys and everything like that. So I would say that that was my first experience with like the BDSM, like kinky anything, pretty much. Um, into reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. So then, but now I read like everything. So, <laughs> but <laughs> so, do you have any like hangups in books? Anything that like when you read it, you just cringe and you're like, oh. Um, I wouldn't say like I really have that much, really. But um, I do know like I do find it a lot in like the serialized books and stuff like that. But a lot of like surprise pregnancies and like or like you know just pregnancies in general I just don't know why like I don't mind it like near the end of the story like you know they get pregnant and stuff like that but it's just not interesting for me to read normally unless the story is about that you know um that and 
Um, just like pretty much what a lot of like ongoing stories do is like, um, like um, one of them gets like um, amnesia and then like they like get separate and like all the like the tropes that you see a lot in like, I guess like soap opera kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that will like, I'll be like, okay, now this is kind of boring. I just want to see them together. In. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get to that happily ever after. I am a hundred percent a pregnancy trope breeding kink junkie. So like okay. for me, I love it. I know so many people have a hang up about it though. So I always find yeah. it interesting. People are like, yeah, I mean, it's okay at the end, but it's not really for me, which is I think, yep. great. I mean, I think there's enough books there for everyone. I mm-hmm. had no idea the amount of stuff that was there, even within my interest until I started, because I had started reading pregnancy tropes years ago. And then uh-huh. I stumbled upon breeding kink books a couple, like, like, I don't know, maybe two years ago. And I was like, wow, this, this is what it's really about. This is what I really <laughs> want. Right? Um, but let's kind of, let's talk a little bit more about the serialized world because you've been doing this now, at least for serialized, I think you said like two years, which is yeah. a while. So did mm-hmm. you, so let's, uh, I'm not sure if we've defined it previously on a podcast, but when we say a serialized content, this is a situation where you are not purchasing typically a whole book at once, right? So we're buying episodes with like tokens or coins or something like that on one of the platforms that are out there. Um, biggest ones in the romance world, correct me if I'm wrong, is typically Radish, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And a um, lot of traction in Kindle Vela right now, which I know you've been yep. writing for that too. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. Did you read and those platforms before it, well, and I, we should mention Wattpad because Wattpad is primarily free content still, isn't it? Yeah. That, I feel I like that's where a lot of people stories. started. Start, at least. Yeah. yeah. That's what I started at least when I was in like high school and right after high school, I think. Um, and then I was off of it for a while, but then I would always get like suggested like on Facebook and stuff to like, Oh, go yeah. read this. Um, that's so how I, I did do it all the time. It's like yep. the Facebook ad for like dreamy. Is it dreamy or dreamy yep. or whatever it is? Dreamy, and yep. Radish and all those. And I'm like, wait, what is this? And I start slowing down on the stupid post. And then the next thing I know, like the next 19 ads are for that story. And so I ultimately yep. end up clicking it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I actually didn't read too much on those apps until I got connected with this um pretty much publishing company, but they only specialize in serialized content. And so um, I met them in 2020. They're an online company um, out of New York and their home base is in China. And then they do a lot of like the translations or whatever that go um, and then put them on like all the apps here. Um, Which but serialized content through. is huge in China. I mean, in Asia mm-hmm. as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, most, I think Radish is based from there as well. Isn't Korea. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Korea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They were taken over. And I know Korea, I think, just took over Webtoon. Not Webtoon. They do have power over Webtoon. But then I think they just got rights to Web Wattpad. So now okay. the company that owns Webtoon also owns Wattpad, and now I think they're doing, like, collaboration and stuff like that. Um, so they're all but, starting to kind of come together a little bit. Yep. And I know, um, so I didn't really read much, but, like, on Indeed, I was looking for writing jobs, like, two years ago. And they popped up as, like, you know, just, like, if you want to, like, write for them or whatever. And then I would have, like, meetings with them, and they would explain what serialized content was and tell me all, like, the goals and, like, the criteria to, like, make it be successful as much mm-hmm. as you can anyways. But so I really think like 
that really helped me because now I'm like kind of on my own with some of my stories and it's actually proved to get me more so views and more reads and stuff like that. So, so which um, platforms are you published on for your serialized content? Um, so like where can we find of, your stories? As of right this second, I am mainly working on Radish and Kindle Vela um, primarily, but I do have, um, I have two books through that publishing company. Um, they're not spicy because when I first started, they didn't really tell me I could write spicy. So <laughs> they were just regular and, but I'm editing them now to be spicy. Spicier. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I have those and also a little bit of like my current works, but they're not going to be finished now. I'm kind of just focusing on Radish and Kinovella, but I'm okay. also on any stories, um, dreamy. Um, I have those two with that company on web novel, um, novel cat. I feel like I need to write this all down so we can put that in the show notes, but I'm not going to catch it all. So I might have you no, email okay. it to me. I, yeah, I can cat. email you. I know there's a lot there's more, more than I thought. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. Actually, I think one app just, um, just launched and I don't know what it's called yet, but, um, I just got hired as a ghostwriter for a company. Um, and they want me to write this serialized novel for, um, it, it's going to be a billionaire romance. So at least I get some spicy, nice. but, yes. um, <laughs> but she wasn't allowed to tell me the company or the app that's going to be going. Cause they're under an NDA until it launches. Okay, cool. So I have no idea what it is, but it's going to be a new one. Yeah, so hopefully that's going to be another like radish with all the romances. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the things that always appealed to me about radish as a reader was like, I could find like the super spicy stuff there pretty easily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like everything um, there is spicy. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it catered to exactly what I was looking for. It didn't really matter what I clicked on. I was getting what I wanted, which I loved yeah. about that. Um, and I also love like the short little tidbits stuff. Um, um, I love it as a reader because I can kind of just jump in and read a couple episodes when I had a minute and not feel like mm-hmm. I'm pulled into like a super long chapter. Um, but I've got one I recently have put up on Vela and Radish as well. And I'll be honest with you, even as an author, I, I'm kind of enjoying writing the shorter chapters. Like it yeah. is harder to kind of fit it all in the episode because I'm doing alter- alternating point of view. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, that's all he can really think about or say. So let's yeah. shift to hers. <laughs> Um, so when you develop your stories, cause you've got, like, you've got a lot of them out there. How many are out right now? Um, on Vela alone, I think I saw what, five or six at least. Something like that. There's a couple that I am working on slowly, but surely. And then one I'm actively working on is that bodyguards temptation. That's okay. going to be coming out in paperback soon. Um, but so tell us so a little also, bit about that process because I've seen those questions come through from readers as well. Like, is it only ever going to be here, or can I get it as a book at some point? Um, so, what's um, your thought process or your structure, your process on how you handle all that stuff? So it depends on the reader. I mean, not reader, but the writer. Um, some people just have it on serialized content and will won't ever probably put it in paperback. But I think it's mm-hmm. up to the author what they want to do, um, mm-hmm. and it also depends on. Um, the app you put it on. So if it was any stories or dreamy or anything, for some reason, like the company I worked for was like, have, it was supposed to be a thousand to 1500 words per chapter max. Um, No less than 800 though. But then you come to Radish 
And you should have at least 1,800 words because some readers on Radish can get kind of feisty if you have anything less. <laughs> yeah. I've so, got a couple hurry the story up comments in my chat over there. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it's hard because when I'm writing on two different platforms, I mean, you, do you shoot for the same word count then if the story is on Kindle and on Radish? Are you shooting for that same 1,800 range for both then so you're not having to like yeah. re-edit and do stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much like I'll make sure it's going to be perfect for Radish and then I just also upload it to Kindle Bella because most yeah. Kindle Bellas anyways that I've noticed is you don't always find as much spicy, you know, stuff on Kindle Bella. It's like a make yeah. all there's fantasy. There's, you know, just everything on there, mm -hmm. young adults or whatever. But um, it just depends. Some of them are longer and some of them are shorter chapters. But from what I've noticed or whatever, I'm very like the Bodyguard of Temptation is very popular on both platforms. And that awesome. one has about like at least 1500 words per chapter. So per chapter. Yeah. Which again, still is not a lot if you think about it. I think, you know, mm -hmm. as a reader, when I started writing, I had no idea how many words to put in a chapter. Cause like, I mean, I just didn't know, like I didn't know yeah. what was normal or anything. And then I would mm -hmm. write, you know, a 1200 word chapter and I'd read it and be like, well, that went really quick. Maybe I'm supposed to have more words kind of thing. Yeah. Cause I think as a reader, we don't really pick up on it cause you're reading till the end of the scene a lot of times. Right. And so it doesn't feel complete unless you do. Um, yeah. but I will say one thing that I've learned or heard and also learned through my own experiences with serialized content is that those like short little cliffhangers are pretty oh, yep. key to keep them going. So um, talk to me a little bit about that. Do you, you know, cause obviously I don't know when I look at these, I look at them like something maybe that I'm watching on TV. Right. So like at the end of a show. Okay. So, and we just talked about this a little bit ago mm -hmm. and this will air probably in January at that point, hopefully okay. I will be done, but I am binging the hell out of good girls right now. <laughs> and the amount of times that they like open a bag and the, the episode's over or they open a door and the episode's yep. and I'm like, what the frick? And so I have to keep watching which is why I was up until the middle of the night last night watching Good Girls because, like, mm -hmm. I needed to know what was going to happen next. So it totally sucks me in, in not just the reading world as a reader, but also, like, in all forms of media that I consume. So yeah. how do you feel about reading those things? I mean, like, how does that affect you as a reader and as an author? Just curious. Um Definitely as a reader, I'm always like, oh, my God. Like, the same thing as you. I have to keep on mm -hmm. reading. I have to go to the next one. Um, Definitely, uh, like when I'm watching a TV show, usually I'll just skip to the next episode, you know, and watch like five to 10 minutes until like what I just saw has a little bit of a conclusion. And then I'll be like, okay, now I guess I can go to bed. Is that a lull in this show? Yeah. Like we're but, starting a new plot line for this one. I can pause now. Right. So if you yep, I, I found my answer. I did a lot harder time stopping reading than I do oh. stopping TV. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when I was reading JR books, like I could not stop. Like, um, I started reading them and then my mom surpassed me or whatever because I was busy with school. And then like, and then I started catching up and I got to her, the same book she was in the middle of, but she only read it at work on her downtimes. And I was like, can I just like read it? It was like in the morning, it was after a holiday and my family was all leaving and she was like, fine, but I need it back by tonight. So she could have it for work the next day. I was like, okay, that's fine. Go in my bedroom at 9am read all day. And I get finished the entire like 600 page book at 10 p.m. Like, you I just cannot it. stop. Yeah. I, I, I barely even stopped to eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Those are the stories yeah. that I just, like, 
I can't, I mean, like the days that you just don't even get out of bed because you're just reading constantly, like all Mm -hmm. day. I mean, those are like the dream days. Like those are the days that I'm like, why did I ever get married and have children kind of days? Because I don't get those as often as I used to. Yeah. And that's the um, thing right now, like, I've been wanting kids, but then I'm also, like, sitting here, like, oh, God, I can't do half the stuff I want to do anymore if we no, do ma'am. have kids. But <laughs> I can tell you all about that because they're and little then- tiny human monsters that consume every moment of your day. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than being in the middle of a spicy scene and having one of them, like, bust into your room yelling about the other one. And I'm like, why are you here? Go away. <laughs> so, oh, I have to be picky. Yeah, and I'm signed up for, like next year at this point some of them are unconfirmed but i have like 16 or 17 book signings or conferences that i have like set up for next year like there's at least almost two every month with like four months like spread out that i don't have anything but i usually save this question for the end but does that mean we're going to see you at smut lovers because I mean, we should I mean, be on the I list. I signed up for it. I signed up. <laughs> She's on my interest for I'm just making sure when the time comes. <laughs> I think I might have accidentally signed up twice because, like, I went through it. And then you every did, time I because signed my up, PA put you down twice. And I was like, wait a minute. Why are we listing her twice? And then I realized that you had filled it out twice. And I was like, because I forget she really so easily what I signed up for. <laughs> I'm like, there's been a couple of those. I was like, I don't remember if I signed up for this or if I sent it in. So I'm just going to redo it and they can like, you know, if they see my name twice, I'll just delete one. So yeah. Just to be sure. I was like, why is she here twice? Um, But that's okay. I love it. I love it because it's so, I mean, the reality is, is a lot of what we've been doing to build the community is just to bring awareness to all the different ways that we can consume this stuff. And of mm-hmm. course, the education piece that we'll be doing for kink as well, which I think is huge. So let's talk a little bit about writing some of those kink scenes, because this is like, that's the fun stuff, right? So mm-hmm. um, you've got a hand, you've got stuff all over the place. You write in a handful of different genres. So, it, and I know you've mentioned some of your stuff is spicy and some of it isn't. So yep. is there a way, I mean, like when you are getting ready to approach those scenes, um, you know, and I don't even think, did I even ask you our question of the week? Because this kind of falls right into it. I don't think so. I read your bio and we just jumped right yeah. into things. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's pause then because let me ask you the question of the week because this kind of lines up with what I was about to ask you. So what is the hardest thing for you about writing spicy romance or the kinky stuff and all that other fun stuff? Like what's the most difficult part of it? I would definitely say the most difficult part is just making sure it sounds good <laughs> and like it all makes sense. Um, cause I do send it off to like one of my best friends that's also a writer, but she's a heavy critiquer. If mm-hmm. she ever listens to this podcast, I don't know if she would, but if I mentioned that you interviewed me, maybe, um, <laughs> I will say that like half the stuff I send to her, she destroys and a good friend um, to have. Yeah. One time that almost like made me give up on writing spice was I sent her a scene that I was kind of very proud of. Not in a published book yet or anything, but um, it was like a year and a half ago. And I sent it to her, and she sent it to two of her other friends that were like more into the spicy reading. Mm-hmm. And they literally told her it sounded like it came from a virgin. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks. So not good. Thanks Got so it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. A little more research needs to happen there. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. But then I wrote like <laughs> other stuff, and like, I think she said that she didn't really, she didn't like it at all. But then I sent it to a couple other people and they were like, oh my God, I love it. And I was like, okay, so like, is it good or not? (laughs) I know. I think that's the tricky part. Sometimes that's why we need like the multiple alpha and beta readers and so forth to get your things is, um, 
you know, and I, I'm kind of changed. My process has changed quite a bit over the years as I've been writing, but I will say anytime I write a new kink scene, cause I I've been luckily enough, lucky enough to meet some authors who like live the kink lifestyle in the mm-hmm. real world and also write books. Um, and so recently I wrote a scene that was an East M scene, which I have never owned a kit. I've never experienced it. I've been to our dungeon, you know, the Woodshed Orlando yeah. that's coming to do all of our education courses. But when I went, I wasn't like, Hey, can you pull out a kit so, to do a demo so I can learn it? Like I was I way more things that I was interested in that night. Mm, um, yeah. And so I wrote the scene based off of what I kind of found online, which is always really scary. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm like, is this right? Um, and I ended up sending it to an author friend, like just that chunk of it. And I was like, Hey, he's explaining it to her and what's going to happen and everything. You know, can you just tell me that I'm explaining it correct? <laughs> like if my voice through him, is it correct or not? Cause that's mm-hmm. always, I think a big fear for a lot of us who are writing some of the spicier stuff. Like, is it right? Um, I don't know. That's, I, I guess probably my own personal fear that I'm pushing off on other people. It's like, I'm always scared. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I've written, you know, sex scenes before where I'm like, there's all of a sudden like a third fucking arm. Cause you're like, wait, yeah. what happened? You know, that stuff is always annoying, but that'll happen. I think in any kind of spicy book. So yeah. What do you do? Um, I mean, you send it to your critique partners, but where do you get a lot of the ideas, research, so forth that you use that kind of goes into some of these stories? Is it from other stuff you've read or written or like, what's the craziest shit you've Googled? I always love asking that question. <laughs> and see, I don't know if I've ever really Googled um, anything smut related, really. I think maybe because, like, I read so many spicy books that, like, I could just kind of, like, yeah. pull from right. And I just, like, write when I'm in the moment. And then, like, so it mm-hmm. flows. Like, when I'm motivated to, like, I'm like, oh, this is really good and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I've read enough um spicy books I feel like but um that's why I have not got delved into the kink like the actual kink like the BDSM or anything just because I don't know it well enough that I don't want to mm-hmm. mess it up yeah uh, but I do read okay, some we'll of those teach you all the things this year so you don't need yeah to worry exactly about <laughs> <laughs> um but like uh let me see um I do also write read a lot of like mangas and stuff like that and I don't tell a lot of people, but I do read, like, a lot of, like, yaoi, is that how it's pronounced? Like, the BL, like, the boys, two boys, like, two, like, male and male, like, mm-hmm. uh, manga. Like, romance? Yeah. And that, that's always been, like, my guilty pleasure <laughs> since, like, even oh, yeah. high school. Is I, I, I just I've love never gotten into reading manga. Um, in oh. fact, just this morning, I recorded our podcast, our fourth episode, um, with mm-hmm. Amber Warden, and she's, like, a total... Like, I had to literally, I'm reading her bio, and I'm like, how do I say these words? <laughs> She's like, oh, Tommy Games and some ma- manga, 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 whatever it is. I've, oh, okay. unfor- I've never really gotten into it, but, you know, a lot of what I've learned over the years is that's where many of our tropes and subgenres in contemporary romance have come from, right? Like, the white yeah. shoe stuff you see a lot of, a lot of the MM stuff is out there. Um, how did the you Omegaverse. end up getting into it? Oh yeah, Omegaverse. Yeah. I forget that all mm-hmm. came from there too. Yeah, it's all started. Um, did you just and it stumble was... upon that stuff because you were in serialized content, or is that stuff that you? Because I know, I mean, typically when I see those advertised, it's because I've been reading a bunch of serialized stuff. It happens to pop up for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I read a lot of manga just like in high school, and as a kid, I was always into like the anime and manga. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, it developed into like more of the romance. Um, yeah. That was my other segue into, like, spicy stuff, was reading mature manga. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think that just really like opened the doors for me as well. Um, Cause I just would read it on like a lot of like websites or whatever that would have it yeah. up for free. But then like they, they would eventually take them down if like the book was like serialized and like printed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I would read it on there and then that's kind of like what opened the doors and now I have like apps on my phone that have like it's like um pocket comics or something and tapas is really good and they have a lot of and webtoon webtoon is very good and it's free um nice but I really like it as long as like the art style is to my liking like I have to have a certain art style I can't just read like read the manga if it's not like Sometimes the art style just isn't like has to be visually appealing. Yeah, too. visually appealing. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna say like they're bad artists or anything. It's just not the style. Not your like. yeah. Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah, but that really got me into the Megaverse because um, that was a lot of more MM romances. Because um, that was like a whole big thing, like a male alpha and a male omega or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah, just recently started getting, like kicking off in like the book world. Um. And, like, everyone's doing, like, male-female. It's like, oh, I guess I'm just so used to two males. <laughs> but <laughs> there but is I mean, plenty, more... plenty of market out there for MM romance. We mm-hmm. actually have Vivian Murdoch coming on as an upcoming guest. Oh, and so really? she writes a ton of Omegaverse. I met her through another conference. Yep. And um, she's coming to Shameless here in Orlando. Okay. It's their last year. And so I just yep. bought, like, her Omegaverse in paperback. And I'm like, all right, Ooh. I'm diving in. I'm going to dive in in Vivian's books. We'll see what it's all yep. about. But it, and honestly, that's, again, one of the things, like, I have a very addictive personality. I don't like know if you figured it out from my, like, my Good Girls <laughs> reference or why I've avoided yeah. that word. But I have been told that, like, once you read your first Omegaverse, there's, like, no turning back. Like, it's just constant consuming it. And so I'm like, I'm going to need to wait until I have the time to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Because, I mean, I have not read, like, a book, like, a, like a written book Omegaverse mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, but I am in a couple groups on Facebook of Omegaverse, so like I do have literally a list of books I would start, um, and then yeah, because it all consumes me for like a yeah. while though. That's all I was reading in manga was like literally if you it, if it said it was an Omegaverse, I was like, oh, I'm going there, I'll be there. Um, yeah, yep. And now I have an entire series planned for Omegaverse. <laughs> So yeah, I was going to ask, are we, because you mentioned, and I don't know, I mean, are we allowed to say, like, you're in the process of developing a new pen name to kind of write some more of that, is that right? Okay, so tell me about that, because you've got some taboo romance stuff coming, some Omegaverse stuff coming, so, because it's monster romance, I love all those things. And I have not decided if I'm going to put the Omegaverse as, I think I'm still going to have it under my, my name. Like okay. Sierra Christensen, but mm-hmm. at least the taboo, anything that's a little too far out there that I wouldn't want my boyfriend's family reading, <laughs> like they will know it's me, but I am going to warn right. them, like, you should probably not read that. <laughs> this is one to stay away from. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like his mom never read Fifty Shades. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, obviously, my books aren't like BDSM or anything like that, but I was right. going to be like, you should probably not read that yeah. if you don't. These are like get a little. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if she's yeah, read too. my spicy books or not. Um, mm-hmm. She read like um, the book I showed you earlier. Um, that's yep. not spicy at all. Like the romance there. Um, she read all that and my YA, and she read one of my books that wasn't originally spicy. It had like th- this was the original cover. You can see it. Uh huh. The Mega Yeah, it was the original cover. 
when I didn't have an editor and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so she read that and she loved it. But I went back and I made it into a darker romance and made it a lot spicier. And nice. oh, I have it right here. I'm just show the everyone when it goes up that they can see the picture. Oh. So like this is uh, the new cover. Oh, I think I saw that cover on yeah. your Amazon author page, and I was like, "Oh, that's hot." Yeah. <laughs> that was the one during the panel at Books at the Beach. This was like the only book I had yes. brought for the showing. But yes. um, that's the main one I'm like pushing right now because um, book two comes out. Like it was supposed to be out for Books at the Beach, and it wasn't. So I just have like the last couple chapters to edit. Um, yeah. But. So like that one, that's okay if they read. I don't know if she has read the spicy, the new spicy version, but um, but yes, I'm going to. I'm making a new pen name, and I actually have the first cover paid for and ready. So I just have to finish writing the book, and it's. Um, I don't have a title for it yet, but it's going to be a monster romance, and it's going to be an interlocking like world. So there's like it's going to be like kind of like sci-fi a little bit so like these monsters mm -hmm. are going to be from a different planet and then they're like the home world is going to not really be earth but then there's going to be like um like i don't know if you've seen those covers with like the the demons or like the monster covers mm -hmm. with just like the hand and stuff i do yeah. have a couple of those i've paid for and have on the cool. back burner and so that's going to be part of that world just a different area and it's going to be like a whole thing but it's literally just gonna be all monster smut pretty much and it's yeah. uh it's gonna be under the name sl grayback SL and then Grayback. um yep and so everyone's gonna know like everyone's it's okay to that they know but good um, to know i didn't just blow a yeah. secret here <laughs> oh yeah no you're good um i'm waiting yeah, i mean until not my... for nothing not monster fucking has taken over the world of tiktok so i mean it clearly has, there's <laughs> definitely a need for more of it i mean people yep. are loving it mm -hmm. that's why i'm trying really hard to like do it now because like the market changes so fast so and so drastically mm -hmm. that i want to at least get one or two books out before it changes again yeah, so that no, like, I'm like here, it. read this book. So yeah, capture some of the the people who are interested in it before. Let's talk a little bit about taboo romance too, because you said that'll be part of your this new pen name as well. So, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on taboo romance? Like, what what will your stories kind of consist of? Because there's, I mean, there's everything from like you know, I mean, there's tons of shit. Like professor yeah. professor student is considered taboo, but also priest and parishioner is. So you know, yeah. Um, I read that so, book and I was like, I thought I was Catholic, but not anymore. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, what is what like when you think taboo romance? What are you thinking that your books will look like in that world? So so far, I only have like um, two books uh, that I have in mind for that, and it's actually gonna be part of that big interlocking like syndicate world that I talked about at the panel. Um, mm -hmm. They'll have like MC. I'll have. Um, bodyguard mafia billionaire romance all of that in like just one world um so it's going to kind of be like a like a co-write so i'll have sierra christians on it but i will also put sl gray back on there and i already have mm -hmm. the two covers ready um just so people know like yes it's in the same world but it's a little mm, it's you might not want to read there. that um because <laughs> both of those books are going to be um like step step sibling romance okay so um each of them are about like two real siblings and each of them separately fall in love with like a different like step sibling that they have. If that makes That's sense cool. at all. But yeah, no, it does. Uh, 
I have to flesh out the story a little bit more, but it's also going to be like a darker romance because they're not really sane in the head. <laughs> but <laughs> I love crazy siblings. I've got a couple of those yes. coming out at the beginning of next year. Ooh. And ironically <laughs> enough, you know, my readers seem to love them too, because as soon as they finished with the Dark Kings, I started getting all these emails about Alessia. And I was like, yes, she will have her own book, my little crazy fucking mafia queen. Mm-hmm. But her brother that you all hate is also getting his own book. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but there's more to Massimo's story. And they were like, but we just wanted to hear about Alessia. I'm like, no, no, I promise you're going to like both of them. But yeah, there are a couple of fucked up siblings too. So I mm-hmm. definitely have a thing for that. I love it. <clears throat> Awesome. Yes, I need to read your books. I was going to come over to your table at Books of the Beach, but then we got so busy, people kept coming by, yeah. so I was like, I have no chance to, like, get up and leave. It did. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Like, yeah. it was it was fun, but it was definitely <laughs> busy. So, busier than I thought it was going to be, that's for sure. I was just going to say, I yeah. I really feel like there was a ton of romance authors there until, mm-hmm. like, I wandered the room, like, before we got started, and I was like, oh, there's more of us here than I thought. Um, but, you yeah. know, when you're at a signing that's not specifically for romance, I think those are the things that always, like, I'm, like, concerned. Like, am I the only one here writing this muddy, kinky shit? Although, I have to say, I don't know if I really saw any other authors that wrote as racy of stuff as I do. <laughs> <laughs> when I was walking around, I'm, unless it was just like I missed it somewhere, but I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is I'm a little this is a little spicier than some, but, yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know so, if you um would be like willing to travel, but like Milwaukee, the romance convention has great things um, about Milwaukee. Yeah, we she announced that she's going to do another one because this was her first year. So it did get a lot of readers. Um, I didn't make the route was Route 66. Was that Milwaukee or was that a different one? I'm thinking of what was the one in Milwaukee that you went to called? Uh, Meet me in Milwaukee. Romance Milwaukee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was her first time. um, First convention. It was kind of like a trial run or whatever. She had a lot of readers come. Um, I didn't make too many sales because I didn't have like a lot of my Kindle Vellas and my radishes aren't like printed yet. So yeah. I only really have like one racy smutty book. Um, <laughs> but I did have like a couple other romances. So like I did, I did make some sales, but I would say like that would be a really popular one for you because there was a lot of like um, other like racy like books and stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. But, Give me all yeah. the smut. Surround me with yeah. all the smutty people. <laughs> I'll definitely look into it because, I mean, signings seem to be a big part of your world as to what you've shared. Yeah. I went to my first one. That's where I we had met in person. Mm-hmm. Actually, we meet before that. I can't even remember I half know. the time. I, I think it was Books at the Beach when we were on the panel together. Yeah, um, I think that's the first time. I mean, we, we were friends on Facebook, but that was the yeah. first time we met. Yeah. Yeah. It's always confusing because I'm always like, oh, these are my little besties. And they read all these books. And then I meet people in person and I'm like, I'm scared to walk up to you. <laughs> um, but anyway, the um, you know, science are a big part of what you do and a big part of your business plan. What is it that appeals to you the most as an author about that? Um, I really just love meeting readers and like mm-hmm. talking to them. And like what I liked is like, because this is actually my first year doing book signings really mm-hmm. um outside of my own like town like last year I did a couple at our local bookstore and stuff like that mm-hmm. but this is the first year I actually went out of the city out of the state to all of them and I really liked mm-hmm. like the difference between the beginning of this year and like the end of this year um where books at the beach I had a couple people come up and they were like looking at my books and I was like they're like oh I'm reading this on kindle 
oh, I have this on my TBR. And yeah. someone's like, you look familiar. And they were like, oh, I think I follow you on TikTok. I was like, oh, yeah. like it was super weird for me that like all these yeah. people knew me. And so that part was fun when I was a book yeah. the beach too. I had somebody walk up and they're like, oh, I already read this whole series. She was telling a friend of hers. And I'm like, where did you find me? Like, you knew me? <laughs> Yeah, because you go to these things and you're like, and I have people wanting to take pictures, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I really did enjoy it. It was so it was very exhausting for me because, like, mm-hmm. I can social this way, socially, and in person with other humans is terrifying. So it was oh, it was oh, a long yeah. weekend, but <laughs> it, it was. Um, I talked to my sister because she was with me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you noticed her. She wasn't like in the room in the panel, but she didn't really talk because she's a shy person, just as just like yeah. I am. We're introverts. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, after the signings, we always just kind of sit in our room afterwards because we're just so exhausted from the day from talking to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> takes a lot I out of like that. Most of the weekend, I felt that way, and like I had even said to my husband, like I way underestimated the like need for an emotional support human to be with me because I'm like I'm yeah. just gonna go do this. Like I had an author friend who was gonna come, and then she decided that she wasn't gonna be able to make the trip, and I was like, I can oh. do it. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was because I met all of you guys and everyone was great, but it was it was scary. But yeah, yeah. Um, so for those of you who are readers out there, if there is a signing in your area, go fi- go find go find your way there. Most of them have like free entry for readers, right? And just mm-hmm. go wander around and go meet a couple authors or see them in person because I think uh, Sierra will attest it's like the best feeling ever when we meet people, whether you've read our mm-hmm. books or not. So it's mm-hmm. awesome. Definitely. All right. We are at the end of our time. We've talked a lot about what uh, to expect from you in the future. What is the most immediate thing for us to look out for when it comes to what's what's up next in your world? Um, I would say I have like I have four books coming out within like the next between next like week and oh. in a month. <laughs> so okay. So by the time yeah. this um podcast we'll airs, I'll have a lot gonna, of books out. We have a bunch of books out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all within your contemporary spicy world or kind of all under each of the pen names and stuff um kind of all over i'll at least have by january when this airs or whatever i will pro i will have at least one book for my new pen name out awesome. i will have um the sequel will definitely be out for that omega's rebellion um i have a dystopian apocalyptic um romance that will be out that one's like a thick book that's like 120,000 words. Those books scare um, me. I can't. I don't know how you re- wrote them. I can't even uh, read them. It took me like 10 years to finish it and make okay. it how I wanted it to, to yeah. be. Sounds um, typical and, for people who write those. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then I will probably have at least one, maybe two of the Megaverse out because I have one slated for next month. It's an age gap um, Omegaverse between a doctor that's. Um, that uh, it works in like a facility or whatever. And then the girl that he falls in love with is, was a beta who was like, they bioengineered like different people. And then, so they, they turned her into an Omega because the alpha population is dwindling so much. So they need Omegas to like birth their kids or whatever, like new alphas. And so like they made her into an Omega and then they bioengineered these four alphas and turned them into like almost like animalistic in nature like more beast than man um but they won't be too much of the story that just starts out like why he rescued her and he was like i ain't gonna let you you know be with that so he like takes her out and their romance ensues and then book two in the series is gonna be about those four 
oh alphas uh experiments and then them finding their mate or whatever so that will be out next month and then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then crazy I'll probably, i love it yeah and i'm also like really writing fast like the contemporary the syndicate world so i'll definitely have the bodyguard temptation out and i am planning to have three or four more books in that world out before the new year so we'll see awesome. Such a shit ton of work if you pardon me. I know, right? Good luck to you. That is absolutely amazing. All right, Sarah. Thank you so much for being with me today. So this brings us to the end of our standard podcast. For those of you who are interested in the extra added 15 minutes, make sure you subscribe to us on Patreon. We are getting ready. We will move right into all that spicy content here in just a minute. So thank you guys so much for joining us in episode five, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Smud Lovers, the podcast. For more content, be sure to join our Patreon for an extra kinky 15 minutes with today's guest. Also, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at smudlovers.org. Until next time. <laughs>